Mm-hmm. So he he came up to me. He was like, he was like, he was like, oh man. He was like, what's the theme? And I was like, pizza. And then like he came back later. And he goes, you know, you guys have just been really nailing the themes lately. So like, <laughs> I said pizza party, and he comes back and he goes, yeah, you guys have been nailing the themes lately. So like, it's nice that you're just kind of taking it easy this week, <laughs> and it's just pizza, you know. It's like. You know, just, just like a week to really phone it in, you know, like that's that's nice. And I, I sat there and I was like, well, I wasn't planning on phoning it in. Like, I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually making some like complicated like pizzas here. At like, that moment, did you add another pizza to your list that you were going to do? <laughs> no, I, I, just to make a point. Well, no, we we're going to have one with shrimp on it. <laughs> I did, I I did see some <laughs> shrimp in the yeah. refrigerator. <laughs> I didn't, but I, I had like on my like. I was really happy with this list. Like, I came up, like, I did, we had got... I'm eating brunch with my people though. The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it, bro. Fucked around and has to miss the Mr. Lobster with the poutine. Daddy is rolling blow dream. Them boys got down a routine. It's nap town culture. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion. So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke. It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Whoa. Ooh. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me as always, my co-host, the Haitian pastry boy himself, that hey! is Jay McKee! <laughs> <laughs> On the ones and twos, the wheels steal, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last bulk dragon, give it up for Zach Rohn, everybody! hey yo, Hey! And a very special returning champion with us in studio, uh, beverage director and comedian, Jake Johnson, everybody. Hey. Welcome. Longtime Patreon member. First time feature guest. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, you, you're like almost a five-timer, sir. Yeah. I mean, on the fringes. I um, think I think the one time was like the McNiven's one, but that turned into Leal's episode. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And then, we'll really turn into Chris King's episode. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's always Chris King's show. But anyway, very happy to be here. That theme song is... Lit. Serious Black, man. Yeah, dude. Serious awesome. Black. It, they gave us a real, a real intro. Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's like that. I would like if that was like a longer version of that, I would like bump that in my car. Yeah. Like I would listen to that. Holy shit. And he's talking about y'all. That's yeah. rad. It's oh, weird. Yeah. It's you're like I'm like nodding my head and I'm like, wait, he's talking about me. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Can't get that into it then. I'm like, uh well It seems vain the more you get into it. Well, it does it. It does kind of remind me of the Aziz story about like going to Kanye's house and he's like the first one there and Kanye just is blasting his own music. Yeah. And like, it sounds about right. That sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. For sure. Uh, Welcome to the program. Uh, It's funny now. Zach was asking, like, Zach asked for me, he's like, do we have coffee? And I'm like, Brother, we always have coffee now because we are sponsored by Tinker Coffee. Wow, beep, 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 beep. The, the best and the best. And 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 Jake, we we were talking yesterday because we work one of our side gigs together about Christmas presents, Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. You know what makes a wonderful Christmas present? What's that? A, a subscription to Tinker Coffee. Oh, you oh, can yeah. be subscribed to Tinker Coffee. And I love saying this is my favorite part of any ads. If you use the promo code Brunch, you can get twenty five percent off. Wow. Just brunch. Yeah, just brunch. Listen, if you support black people <laughs> in any type of way, mm-hmm. any type of way. I'm going along with this one. <laughs> you're going to get some Tinker Coffee <laughs> yep. and get brunch. Say, Mom, Dad, I know you're not racist, or you are. We're getting Tinker Coffee because now we are now woke and happy. I think I have to support this as well. You so have I'm, to. I'm if you it. like black people, yeah, or even if you don't, I do. Yeah, <laughs> support us. Yeah, I like I like the Venn diagram of the audience who try to reach like everybody. I want everyone to prove they're not racist by ordering this coffee. <laughs> but also, if you're racist, go ahead and order <laughs> yeah. the coffee. Give it a try. It, it might change you your mind. mind. It might actually change you to a non-racist. But that's, if it doesn't, yeah, whatever. Just buy it some anywhere. wonderful coffee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's great. It's a good, it's an interesting strategy there. I like it. We're going to find out the real ones. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the program, Jake. Um, I'm excited because uh, you're, you've been on, well, you've been on a lot of these episodes, like we said, but you have, uh, you're one of those guys that has been everywhere, like all these places when we talk about restaurants, 
the places to be, the, the the cool the cool places to be downtown. Yeah, you you you've and, and I don't want to say you jump around like you can't hold down a job, but like uh, like you're at these places for a long time. Like you you work at a place you 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 grow with the company. You you really attach on like we used to work together at Hotel Tango. Mm-hmm. You did a very long stint at a Garden Table, um, and now you are the uh, cocktail beverage director at Bodie on yeah. Mass Ave. Yeah, uh, I've gotten very lucky. I feel like with everything, uh, I didn't think that bartending was going to be the full time thing when I moved here. I thought it was find a job using my degree. You know, just buckle down, get a nine to five or whatever. But I've got a background in serving. Why the hell wouldn't I do that on the weekends or whatever? You know, it was a way to make friends, build my social circle. But I didn't realize that it would turn into uh, a career like it has. But even then, still, I've only gotten luckier and luckier, I think, with every spot that I've been a part of. You Did know? you do any kind of like craft cocktails before you moved to Indianapolis? No, no, no. no. And since oh. Moving down here? No. I, I worked at a, I bartended at a Chili's in my hometown. And even then I was the Tuesday bartender serving the same two dudes, 32 ounce Bud Lights. You know what I mean? That was the extent other than like, you know, making the mud, s- mud slides. No, not, <laughs> oh, not even. No. I mean, like I would prep the sour mix for the frozen margarita machine. <laughs> and that is probably the only cocktail experience that I had. I used to make my parents' friends drinks back in the day, like, but even then, I think they just wanted some kid like you were ridiculous. A, you were a child on Mad Men? Uh, yeah, but yeah, sure. I was I was a draper, if you will. Go yeah. make me a rap yeah. boy, boy. I mean, I remember when you came over to Walnut Street, back of the first house, mm-hmm. and you were our cocktail beverage director, or CBD, as we like to call it. Yeah. You were our CBD, yeah. and you would make, you even had like a little a podcast yeah. about making making drinks so i'm not surprised that you're in this position yeah it i mean again i i didn't really think it would be uh as lucrative of a of, as a of a field as it is really and even starting out at hotel tango i had i hadn't stirred anything like i mean i might have made a couple of things at mcnivens but even still the whole craft side of it yeah and to even still call myself a craft cocktail bartender it all still seems very fresh even with all the places that i've been i don't know it just doesn't seem like well, this is my like identity or whatever mm. have you yeah well it's I, funny because like we both kind of had very similar similar in some ways routes of like uh i had been in the business for a long time but yeah i'd never i'd never been really been a star i didn't like high uh like fine dining service it was very slow and you know you might have four tables on a shift or something like that yeah. and then i had like served in a bar where it was just like here's your fries or whatever but when I went to McNiven's, like I was, uh, as the record has shown many times, a terrible server when I first started working there, <laughs> just because I wasn't used to like high volume, just like turn and burn tables, yeah. like and having like larger sections and flipping it and stuff like that. So it was just like half of that was just learning how to do that, and then also like I was drinking Miller High Life before I worked at McNiven's, so like learning about craft beer, you know, ten years ago, and then also learning about Scotch. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that, that was a huge thing. And like, like, I remember like, I feel like ball and biscuit was the first like craft cocktail bar in the city. And that was right next door. And yeah. so like, they were already kind of doing something on a different level that like took me a while until going into hotel tango to get into. Yeah. The, the neighborhood has proven to stay knowledgeable, stay with, you know, experienced people and only pumps out more and more experienced people. And I, again, like, I, I can't believe that I'm making a living doing this really. And I can't believe that people like what I put out there. Even I, I it sometimes just feels like throw this stuff together. Hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And it just sort of turns out. Well, I don't know. Again, I think I'm lucky to be around very knowledgeable people and everywhere that I've worked, I've learned something different. Yeah. So. Well, and it's cooking with booze. Like, do you let do you let a like savory cooking at home? Uh, not as much. Uh, mostly when my girlfriend Rebecca and I are together, we do cook. But when I'm home, it's just like whatever I can throw in the oven and whatever I can maybe throw red pepper or salt on, and it doesn't really get much more crazier <laughs> than that. Like when I'm by myself, I don't really feel like making a whole bunch of anything sure. because there's a good chance that it's going to sit in the fridge until I'm just. You know, that's the way you should do it. But I have this problem. I I can't cook for like under like 10 people, four to 10. Everything I make is like huge. 
uh, ridiculous portions for some reason. They're big. My my parents weren't even like big cooking people either. Like I I didn't really have anybody around me that was like showing me how to do how to do it well. You know, it was mostly just for sustenance, I guess. So they're not yeah. big cooking people. Did their cooking suck, or did they <laughs> just not cook at all? Looking back, I think their cooking was. Just Bad. just enough, you know, like it it was no it, it was definitely that. food. Yeah. About food. Yeah. If that if, if we compliment it, that was just enough. It was just enough. It was just enough today. I, I don't know. I do have a question for both of you guys real quick. What was the first craft cocktail that got you into craft cocktails? Oh, I don't know. I mean at Mc, uh, McNiven's, I mean, I guess we had a couple of things that were on our Cocktail menu. It was menu. like a specialty yeah. cocktail menu. I remember having the New York Sour. That was pretty good. Um, I think we did a like either a, a paper plane or a sidecar. And then I remember having a sidecar using the stuff that we had at Tango, which was not really a sidecar. But I think those ones stick out in my head. Very citrus forward, mm. sweet, boozy. Um yeah, but even then, like, I I don't have any memory of visiting a craft cocktail place, mm. like, in my 20s. Right. You know, either back in Muncie. It didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, so I, I think I, what I consider, like, craft cocktail is, like, it's always, like, a take on a classic cocktail, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what makes it, you know. It's like a Manhattan. Like, yeah, but you got to put something weird in it. Basically, yeah. that's, that's all a craft cocktail is, is just, like, a, a different take on, on basically classic, what are considered classic cocktails. Um, but I think the one for me was the, probably like the gin Bravo or something. Yeah. That's, that's the one that sticks out. Like where, where it's reputation preceded it, where yeah. it's like, Oh, you got to try it. And then it's like, Oh, it is pretty good. I don't even know what the hell that is or how to make that, but that's like pretty goddamn good. Like gin, uh, gin, blackberries, mint, and like a green tea, simple syrup. Basil. Wow. Basil, or basil, 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 lemon. Basil. Yeah. I want that for my birthday. And lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I mean, we could we don't have to wait to your birthday to make that. We can make it right now, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like those kind of things, and then you go like, oh man, like this is this is crazy. Uh, but like, it's crazy in how I would say the past twelve years that's just taken off in Indianapolis too, where it's just like, you know, fifteen years ago that wasn't a really a job. Yeah, like craft cocktail bar. So you're at Bodie, which is um, um, Thai food, mm-hmm. uh, Thai fusion, right? Yeah, well, I, I think it's authentic Thai. Authentic Thai. You can call it authentic Thai. It's owned by three generations of Thai women. Okay. The uh, granddaughter is the owner, and mom is the kitchen manager. I think grandma had more of a hand in it in the beginning, mm-hmm. but in the over a year and a half it's been there. Uh, it's still gra- uh, granddaughter and and uh, and her mom, uh, Taylor, and her mom, Nikki, that are in the kitchen most every day that they're open, going back and forth. Um with expo and running the walks and stuff like that. So it's probably as authentic as you're going to find, I think mm. to the level. I think I've, I've had Thai food, you know what I mean? So what is your take? You're about, you know, you just started here as the, the beverage director. Like what is your take coming into uh, an authentic Thai restaurant to, uh, complement these dishes that are coming out. I mean, just looking at the menu, looking at the food menu, thinking about the type of things that are going to be on the plate and how they can be incorporated into cocktails. And luckily, I try to... I mean, if I have a brand of cocktail that I go for or that I try to make or something that I would drink, Mm -hmm. I like spicy drinks. I would make spicy drinks at Tango. Uh, Garden Table, I mean, I had quite a few savory, sweet and savory type of things, and I think those flavors exist in thai food so a lot of basil um uh let's ginger is a pretty big one that comes Mm. up you know a lot of the things that are already highlighted in thai food can just be you know dissected and put Mm. into almost um, take like one ingredient out of out of the dish yeah kind of focus on that and i and again this is a very very fresh promotion for me and i'm very intimidated by like the undertaking especially from the menu that was laid out by my predecessor and friend mm. of the Harder Brunch Network, Heather Storms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is incredible at what she does, and she did a very, very good job of putting justice to Thai flavors being highlighted in just absolutely stellar drinks. So it is going to be quite the undertaking to huge, even, even huge achieve. Huge shoes to fill. Yeah. 
Just really only downside for you. you yeah, know? You only, know, yeah. Only. Just, a, just a mountain to climb. You know, that's about it. Uh, but again, I, I, we also have, in my opinion, one of the most tenured staffs in the neighborhood, in downtown, mm. and in craft cocktails especially, too. Everybody there is a badass at their job. If you don't know, but yeah, Bodie, it's it's an awesome place. When the weather's nice, they have one of the best patios in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of on that you know tail end of Mass Ave, right by the Bottle Works building, where yeah. everything is very um, I don't know cozy, I mm-hmm. guess. And like that back patio, it's just like it's right there. It's a vibe, but some say it's a vibe. Uh, but it, it it feels like. Um, Hidden, like a little hidden oasis back yeah. there, you know? Per, you, craft cocktails are in. I think Thai food is definitely in. Pergolas are in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you picked up on that. Pergolas are very much in these days. So uh, definitely one of the best pergolas in downtown yeah. Indianapolis. Uh, easily on Mass Ave. But, yeah. And it's right there on the on the cultural trail, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually surprised that a lot of people still haven't heard about it, but... The building and the patio itself is kind of like its own little secret garden type of thing or whatever. We just had uh, Tom Batista on the show, um, who owns the building, mm-hmm. um, last week. Uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I wonder where, like, because like every time I've gone there, it's been like pretty packed, and then there's like a wait or something like that, and mm-hmm. in, in a good way. And you want that for a restaurant, but like I'm thinking, like, when do you? decide to move forward and like get a bigger building or 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 hey you just started there space. so <laughs> I'm, 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 but you're thinking about the big problems big, and i appreciate big, it big plans <laughs> i mean the plan is eventually to try to make the patio a year-round thing if you go place past places like brew burger yeah, yeah. they have like you know the shields there and like the heat stuff yeah. up but Again, like if you can even see from the pictures that they have on the screen right here, it's it's very, very small and it does have a feel to it, especially when everything sort of is in bloom and the vines and stuff like that. And you don't really want to mess with that sort of, you know, aesthetic or whatever. So if she does go forward with trying to make it a year round patio thing, I think it'll be a huge undertaking Mm -hmm. and it needs to be done well without taking away from, you know, what already made it such a popular place. I think the real issue is just when Thad gets there, he just wants to be seated immediately. That's fair. Is there like maybe like a harder brunch card that he could play and just be like, uh, do you know who I am? Maybe. Oh, my God. That's one thing. Like, stomp your foot a couple of times. Do you know who I am? If you accuse anybody of being racist, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) Guys, listen, I don't need a harder brunch card. Like or anything like that. Like you just need to know who I am. Mm. I'm kidding. Um, maybe just wear just the branded swag when you go in there. A whole bunch or, of hard or, or a shirt that says "I'm the guy." You know, <laughs> yes, I am him. I am him. We uh, we run into. Th- I do have to bring this up. Oh. We we run into this problem fairly often. Influencers like that? No, <laughs> uh, no, they're not a problem. Um, we we have a we have quite a few people that we'll look into the kitchen sometimes and see that we do have a couple white cooks back there. Mm. And then they start to go like, oh, I thought this was like authentic Thai food or whatever have you. There was one dude that walked in, looked at all the service staff, and were like, there's no Thai person here. And like had to yell out in front of the whole restaurant. Like, where are the Thai people? He yelled out the whole restaurant? Yeah, I don't see a single Thai person in here. How do you call this like authentic Thai food? Like, I'm paraphrasing, but that has definitely happened. And can I ask what race he was? Uh, He was a white man. Oh. Yeah. So... I like to I like, when I go to a restaurant. That's what I like to do. I like to do a race check first. I just go into the kitchen and I yell race check, and yeah. then pull out your color swatches. Yeah, <laughs> I look. I look at everybody's country of origin. I listen for accents. Yeah. You know? accents? <laughs> like that's oh, not. Yeah. yeah. Are you trying to give me a second generation Mexican? Get that shit out of here. You have a whole score grading card. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. I even do that at like fast food places. Uh, <laughs> there's not a single fat person in here. You yeah. call this a Taco Bell? <laughs> oh my god. McDonald's, there's no Irish people in here. What the hell? Yeah. Get them out. I didn't see one bagpipe when I came in here. <laughs> I didn't see one. Oh. This guy's got his masters. Get him out of here. <laughs> now, Jake, you've also been at, uh not only are you doing this, but you you've also been quite, become quite the name in the NA booze-free mocktail scene. That's yeah. Right. Uh, I was also corrected recently. Uh, you, yeah. You, you did hit most of the 
the the right nomenclature. Okay, but mocktails could be deemed offensive to some people. I just oh, learned that. Why? I did. I just because it, it it seems you know like you're making fun of it, like a mocktail, like you're making a mockery of it or something like that. Oh, oh to a, to a, like a bartender. I I don't know. Like I was just corrected on this by by somebody, okay. and uh, and I actually kind of let's let's talk it out. Okay. What, do you think that? Do you think mocktail is what 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 should be said in place? Just like a a zero proof beverage, zero I proof. guess. I want know. Zach's opinion on this too. I need you to weigh in on this one. Well, I mean, what I think about it, or because I'm looking it up. Yeah, I think yeah. Let him look it up for a second. I think that there's a. Uh, I think there's a clear. Here, here's what I'm saying. I like. I think um, you, there needs to be a clear definition between if you're serving something that's whether you want to call it zero proof, or you want to call it NA. You don't want to get the two confused, right? Right. So, like I feel like calling something a mocktail was a clear discernment so hey you're getting something without alcohol in it also i'm not giving you something that might accidentally have alcohol in it you know yeah i mean it feels like a stretch to say that mock is referring to the people receiving it and not like yeah the the absence of alcohol it's a faux yeah it's right it's, it's, yeah, a, it's if we called it a, a faux a faux drink a, a, yeah they'd be like well are you calling the people fake yeah <laughs> like I, I don't know it's a fugazi beverage yeah i, I, I don't think it's that deep, but I was corrected on it. So sure. somebody has this opinion. Probably not the only person. You know what I mean? I mean, are we still saying virgin drinks? Is that no? That's, yeah, that's a yeah. little. I mean, that's just weird. You know, yeah, for a couple of reasons. One, virginity is not a real thing. <laughs> two, like two. I mean, it's I mean, it's a construct, right? You know, like <laughs> two. Uh, yeah. Oh, here you go. Stop calling non. There, there's a link up there. Stop okay. calling non-alcoholic cocktails mocktails. When was this story written? There you for, go. First of all, yesterday. <laughs> when was this story came out two days ago? Uh, I think it's six hours ago. Twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. oh my goodness! Thank you. Um, and we yeah, what's is there a gist? Is there like a a, a thesis statement through line? Oh no! Oh shit! There's a couple of them. Yeah. So like, this is definitely a thing. So I don't want to get canceled. I don't like. I don't, I want, like you know. I don't like the term ban- bans. The ter- was there a ban? We just to call I, to call me a champion of, of the mocktail zero proof movement. I'm using the wrong word. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Okay. You know. So we don't. Yeah, that's fine. You know, we're 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 all, we're all learning here. This but, was written though in in 2019, where people didn't have as much to worry about. Like this is pre pandemic. <laughs> this is what people are writing articles about. Like I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> the term mock. Ah. Says the term mocktail, however, can summon feelings of being patronized or infantilized. Infantilized. Infantilized? As if the person ordering is already being judged for choosing not to drink alcohol. Is the person skipping alcohol because of calories? A pregnancy? They need to drive drive home? Perhaps they have a problem (laughs) with alcohol addiction. You you try to get home safe like a fucking dork? I don't. (laughs) Again, I think it's just because it's using the word mock. You know, yeah. I mean, it's way better than Virgin. Uh, I would stand by yeah, that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely a you step know. up. So, what's the new? What's the? It's just NA non-alcoholic. I guess or zero proof, or just zero proof. I think zero proof is the one that people are leaning on. But I mean, couldn't that be offensive? Yeah. What's wrong with the number zero? Or is that a lack well, of number? I don't know. I would like it to be called knocktail. A knocktail. Ooh, kind of like non-alcoholic. Oh, okay. I think the main. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually not a bad. I think. I mean, like, it, probably it's just you know because it rhymed with cocktail. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, like is. that's. I think that's where I'm at with it. It's just like, lazy. It, it doesn't seem like a very deep thing. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. You're whatever. Ju- you're just really just trying to rhyme with cock. And that's, <laughs> well, that's where we're at. I think also it might be a thing too. Would, would probably to me sounds more likely than just like. Is this like they want to rebrand it in such a way they can serve you a thirteen dollar drink that doesn't have any alcohol in it? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, you're saying it's capitalism. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like they're like, I want to make this fancy drink. I want you to like know all of the steps that went through it, and just because it doesn't have alcohol in it doesn't mean I'm not gonna charge you thirteen dollars. <laughs> and if we call it mocktail, I don't you think this is a baby juice drink. It's mm. gonna cost thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I have been making them. I have been partaking in a, a competition that just wrapped up uh, this past week. And uh, it's been really interesting to be on the 
crest of the wave of it hitting Indianapolis because it is a much bigger scene in, Mm -hmm. you know, bigger cities, Chicago, New York, LA. Like it's only a matter of time before this takes over. And I think I just heard that a all zero proof bar Mm -hmm. is opening soon somewhere around here. Yeah. Um, So again, I, I feel very lucky to be, you know, at this trendy at, at this part of this trend not to call it a trend or whatever this sure. this movement or whatever yeah. have you i didn't think it was going to come to this like i never thought that i would be competing making these yeah. type of things or whatever or that these kind of options would be so in such high demand mm-hmm. you know but every week i feel like i get more and more people that are either ordering it like on tickets or at my bar asking well what kind of mocktail can you make or whatever yeah. and and people are also more knowledgeable about what they like too, which mm. I appreciate with the mocktail stuff because I think they've been to other places that have it and then they know what kind of flavors to work with. And I think a more knowledgeable patron is huge. Like it's, it just makes your job easier. And I don't know. It's, it seems, I don't know. It just seems like there's more of a level playing field between patron and, you know, well, and, and I, I was making a joke earlier about the capitalism thing, but there, there is a thing too, where it's just like your NA options used to just be like, all right, well, here's the pineapple juice, you know, like, and like now these cocktails are, there are layers to them. They're like, they are like complex, mm-hmm. like zero proof cocktails or whatever, where it's not just, you're not just getting like, all right, well, here's three juices and some sugar water. Like, right. Yeah. Like you're get you're getting stuff that's actually, um, ingredients that are like thought out things that have taken a preparation or really you know mm-hmm. or something that really does mimic a cocktail in like a lot of ways yeah like i was like playing around because i went to um i went to illinois and i was at a dispensary and it was like my first time at a dispensary and i was just like i felt like i was doing something wrong <laughs> and then until i went in and it was just like the an apple store and yeah. i was like oh this is i thought it was gonna be like willow wonky's willy wonka's chocolate factory in here yeah it's just somebody with a tablet and, yeah and and Tom's. but there was there was um thc tonic mm-hmm. and i have like a I have like a zero proof gin and i really wanted to make uh like a like a you know i don't know not gin and chronic. Gin, gin and chronic. Yeah, gin and chronic. <laughs> gin yeah. and chronic. Yeah, yeah. This is great, man. I was trying to think. I was like, not gin and chronic? Yeah. No, it's was gin and chronic. Yeah, yeah, it's gin and chronic. For sure. Um, the, well, there's the CBD, I think, is going to be a, a big one around yeah. here, you know, at least in Indianapolis. Um, there's already a couple companies. D8. <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, again, like. Have you the, noticed you can get D8 pre-rolls, like, at the gas station mm-hmm. now? Like, you just go in and, like, that's a problem right there. Yeah. I know that there's going to be more and more of that. I mean, for me, not for, like, the society. No, it's not a problem. It's just another option for people, you know. And if, if that if that saves people from, you know, relapsing or making stupid decisions or putting themselves in a, in a dangerous, you know, position, no matter where they are, like, I don't know. I would definitely rather mm-hmm. serve somebody three cbd c cbd drinks then oh for sure you know like well that's what i i love what they're doing for you know the weed like the cbd and like the d8s mm-hmm. i love what they're doing with the alcohol but my problem is with the crack why aren't they doing the same thing with crack why aren't they um i don't know it like might... a non-crack crack a uh uh an uncracked crack okay, yeah like yeah. a crack a mock crack a mock crack we wouldn't call it that. That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a mock. I don't know. It's Mac. But there needs to be something to wean people off. And that's all I have to say about that. Crack does make a good rim on a margarita. I will say that. Yeah. But, you know, or I'm, I'm totally kidding. Crack, C-R-A-Q-U-E. Oh, there you <laughs> that's go. That's the rebrand. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were you saying? Like, oh, you said something about, uh, was it Louisiana? Oh, Louisiana crank, and that's what I would call it. <laughs> Louisiana crank. Which is just like, it's just crack, but like it doesn't have, it doesn't make you twitchy, it doesn't, it doesn't actually make you feel anything. So what does it do? Is it just kind of like a, just, it's like a laxative what, what or does something? A, what like, does a mocktail do? Well, uh, I mean, you get some nutrients. Uh, I think, there you go. You know, I think it photographs well. Yeah, there might be some. You know. Yeah. <laughs> photographs well. <laughs> exactly. You can take a picture of it and yeah. throw it in the trash. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It's going to look like real crack. Like, I'm not like one of those guys. Yeah. But you can do that on social media because it's not real crack. Exactly. You exactly. can, you know, yeah. actually show yeah. off to your friends how you're using this product. Oh, yeah. th- this crack was just for the gram. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. You don't want to feel it excluded was, from, you know, your buddies. 
So. Just faux designer crack. Kinda yeah. Like, kind of like glasses that aren't yeah. real. Faux crack. When, yeah. uh, I mean, I know you had this when you worked at Garden Table and uh, to a diff- smaller degree at Tango, but I remember like people coming in. These girls, it was always the girls with the wide brimmed hats. You could always tell how much of a problem a girl is going to be by how <laughs> wide the brim on their hat is. Yeah. The more they and, resemble Stevie Nicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they would, and they would like come in. Order two drinks and just go in the back and just do a whole photo shoot with these two drinks. And then I shit you not, just act like they're having the best time and then get done. And they just walk out and they just leave those two drinks. They don't finish just the drink. Not even touched. Yep. Not even touched. That is, that I feel like is more and more of a thing. And I think that is also my problem and pitfall of working in the trendy places. The trend is now what's photogenic. Yeah. Not necessarily what tastes good or you know what what the best ingredients do you have to think about that when you're uh, assembling a menu absolutely like like what photographs well for an instagram absolutely i mean it is something that we are we that is part of menu writing is what garnish are we going to do what is something that colors somebody's yes like you know uh Two layers of colors, you know. You don't want all of the same thing in the glass. Like, if you've got a strawberry drink and then strawberries or red stuff on top, it's like, that's a little too much. You want contrast. Okay. That is something to it. Gold leaf is everywhere, you know. People are using bubble machines and dry ice and whatever have you. Dry ice? Yeah. People, People gravitate towards, you know... Things that they see on social media more than you know. Quality. Thinking about that, like, what if you had one drink, just one like rotating drink on the menu, and that was like the the drink is called like the cause du jour, and so it's like one week you put like a Ukrainian flag in it, mm-hmm. ah. you know, the next week you put it like just whatever whatever the thing of the week is. Uh, we could go against you know you know anti semitism or something <laughs> like that. Okay, yeah, go against it. <laughs> no, I mean no, I mean. Go for semi, <laughs> for semitism, pro semitism. Go for anti semitism. No, pro semitism. I am pro anti semitism. <laughs> no, that's not, that is not. You're using my. You're twisting my words around. No. All right, Kanye. We're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be hey. right back. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Gen Z can't stop raving about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch slaps. No cap, the Harder Brunch podcast is bussin' on God. Move over, Boomer. Gen Z's here to talk to you about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Harder Brunch podcast on Patreon, $3 a month, low-key a steal. The Harder Brunch podcast, dead ass, has me bricked up every day. <laughs> Listen, Listen to these all totally real testimonials. No, like, I'm getting paid to do this, don't worry. Yeah. No, you think I do this for free? No. The Harder Brunch podcast, dead ass, slaps. younger! The Harder Brunch Podcast Deadass Slaps. Just go to patreon.com backslash harder brunch. The Patreon After Brunch Podcast hits different. That shit makes you feel shit. The Harder Brunch Podcast fucks. I'm ready. Hey, uh... Hi, this is Daddy Shemaki, and I needed to make a public surf- service announcement. Um, I said something wrong on the last podcast, and I didn't mean to say it in that way. Moving forward. Um, and with me is uh, Mike Michaels. Uh, that was this podcast. Are you forgetting about last week? I don't, what happened last week? Um, you know, we're going to move on. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I think that that just likes to start off with a blanket apology every time we come back. That's safe. Uh, hi, I'd like to just apologize for whatever I said on last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I was wrong, and uh, for a while I was going pretty hard against the vegans, and <laughs> I got some death threats. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, Dude, that's fine. This CV. Have you had this? The CV drink. Champagne Velvet? Yeah. I'm drinking it right now. That's what it stands for. Yep. So good. <laughs> I hate to interrupt, but it's, I just have to say it's good. I don't know how you guys are drinking as much beer on top of all of the food that we had. Well, I'll tell you what my secret is. I don't eat all that food. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I take a little bite here and there, and then I eat all the leftovers at the end. I feel like a loaf of bread, to be yeah. honest with you. I yeah. used to eat. And then I would just, I felt like uh, I could feel like salt coming out of my body, mm. you know, and I just felt I was in that weird Thanksgiving, like 
post matrix. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, get, I tell them the guests to pace themselves. I mean, Thad somehow does this every week and he forgets to pace himself. Mm-hmm. So my secret is pain. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so the theme this week was pizza party because I just wanted an excuse to use the outdoor pizza oven again. Yeah, and it was a good day for it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, we could fire that thing up when it's nice and cold outside. You know, and mm. it just it just works. Hell yeah! Um, you went crazy with this one, man. Oh my god! Well, I gotta say before I take any credit for anything, Zach made all of the dough because he made a terrific dough. Uh, last week it was, like worked perfectly in the in the pizza oven, so I was like, let's not mess with like uh, the original recipe. And so I said, can you just make like uh, six pies worth of dough for me? For some reason, when you dropped that off, I thought they were each layered with a saran wrap, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was like, no, it's just one one big ball, one big old ball. Of um, but yeah, it, um, everything came out great. Uh, the what was the first one was like uh, fig. Free arugula. That's it. Oh my gosh. Flatbread. Yeah. That one was awesome. I yeah. I really like that one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the difference between a flatbread. Does flatbread just not have sauce on it? Like, I've seen, like, you know, I'm not sure, like, what the letter of the law is on a flatbread. That's, like, that seems about right. I feel like flatbread is just a type of bread, and I feel like the advent of treating flatbread like pizza is just a marketing thing on menus. Okay. You know, like when you want to have an appetizer with non-traditional pizza ingredients, but it's basically a pizza. Yeah, it's a pizza appetizer. Um, and then wings two ways. I did like a like a Asian style marinade. Mm. Uh, and you said non-denominational, non-denominational yeah. Asian. <laughs> um, and then. Um, yeah, because I remember, like, I would work in different places and be like, so Korean chicken. And I'm like, I, I didn't check. You know? <laughs> like, I didn't yell back in the kitchen. I didn't see no Koreans up there when I was making right. it. <laughs> it did feel free-spirited. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I guess, what, American-style wings with just the buffalo, the buffalo and the blue cheese. With the blue cheese crumbles on top. Yeah. The blue cheese crumbles. Man, Very people good. ate that up yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. They're fun, man. They're fun. Like like that. That's one of my favorite things to do. Is like, I think one of Zach's maybe first episode we did like, like how obnoxious can you make a Bloody Mary? And we were just putting like skewers of wings on it and just like, like pork belly and all this stuff. And it was just like, yeah, it was just like a skewer <laughs> of wings with like blue cheese and stuff. Like they were like tipping over the the, the actual Bloody Marys. It would just spill on everybody. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad concept. But it, <laughs> it was fun. Um, but man, but here's the thing: I feel like people don't get your wings enough. Mm. Remember when you made that lemon pepper wing? Well, here's here's the thing: like now that I have that, I have my little uh, fry station out there. It's because like I I hate trying to I hate trying to fry to order without like an actual fry, like a home. You know what I'm saying? There's there's so much hit or miss. You don't have a good thermometer. It's like you, you need a you need like a, a heavy duty thermometer. You need something that could actually hold the temperature right way. And when you're you know you're cooking chicken, you want to make sure you're doing that correctly. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was a couple times we would like try to do chicken in a pot, and it was like it would always be like too hot. And like you would like make one batch of chicken, and then you would like just burn out all the oil and stuff. Mm-hmm. So having like a little mini fryer, anyway, it's, I know it's boring, but having a mini fryer is like it's it's so nice just to have one and then just be like, oh yeah, I can do wings, I can do whatever. It's Set the, it up outside. It's the cutest little fryer yeah. I've ever seen. If yeah. you're at home for this Christmas, get a harder brunch mini fryer. <laughs> <laughs> we are making them this season. Do you realize you. if I could sell like a little home fryer, like a George Foreman, but it was just like Dyke Michaels, my face, like on a little home fryer? <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. Oh. I would just be a shell. Yeah, I would just, that's all I would do. Speak it out. I would just, yeah. To plan a fest it out. I would just make it. Um, and then, so one of the funny things about this day for me was, um, Zach, you'll appreciate this. Um, like, Stad comes up to me before. And you know when Thad uh, really makes a good dig at you, it's in the form of a compliment. <laughs> You know, or or like it's like it's it like it sounds it sounds like he's saying something really nice, but it's it's a it's a really big criticism. Yeah, like when somebody like shakes their head no when they're saying yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he came up to me he was like he was like he was like oh man he was like what's the theme and I was like pizza and then like he came back later and he goes you know 
You guys have been really nailing the themes lately. So, like, I said pizza party. And he comes back and he goes, yeah, you guys have been nailing the themes lately. So, like, it's nice that you're just kind of taking it easy this week. And it's just pizza, you know? It's like, you know, just, just like a week to really phone it in, you know? Like, that's that's nice. And I, I sat there and I was like, well, I wasn't planning on phoning it in. Like, I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually making some like complicated like pizzas here. At like, that moment, did you add another pizza to your list that you were going to do? <laughs> no, I, I, just to make a point. Well, no, we're going to have one with shrimp on it. <laughs> I did, I I did see some <laughs> shrimp in the yeah. refrigerator. <laughs> I didn't, but I, I kind of like on my like. I was really happy with this list. Like, I came up like I did. We hadn't got to it yet, but I made three special. Three specialty pies, and one of them was a uh, French onion soup pizza. Mm, very and good. so I was just so the first time we fired up the the pizza oven, it was very basic. It was just like I just want to test this oven out. So I think we basically it was like pepperoni pizza and like whatever. But everything else that's gonna be cooked in this is like we're gonna use it for sexy stuff, you know? Like we're gonna we're gonna make this fun, sexy pizza. Mm-hmm. So I did a French onion soup pizza. Oh, someone's created it already? Son of a bitch. At least three different people. Oh, oh man. It Real has, original. Well, it only has it has five stars. They yeah. didn't they didn't do it Detroit shaped though. Yeah, they so. didn't make it as rustic. Yeah. And there's three votes. I feel like Christopher Columbus loves <laughs> You feel like Christopher Columbus? Yeah. I'll second that. Yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't really discover anything. How do you sleep, How do you sleep at night? These people are the Amerigo Vespucci's, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually, I was looking at a recipe online. It was for a, uh, French onion soup, um, bread pudding. What? I saw a French onion soup bread pudding. Uh, and I was like, wow, that looks wild. And I was like, and I was going to add it to a list of things to like maybe try one day. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what if I did a pizza? Oh my God. French onion soup pizza. And then, uh. The margarita pizza. I was going to do like a, I wanted to do like a weird take on a breakfast pizza with like hollandaise as the sauce and like breakfast. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I, I know a lot of people won't go for it. Yeah, that is, true. that is true. I mean, cause like after five minutes, that's probably, mm. you got to eat it fast. I feel like, I don't know. You got it. Yeah. Well, just a straight know. up egg pizza. You maybe have it as a, a dipping, like you know, okay. the, the way egg. you might have like, you like a, keep it like uh, on a, like a, a, can, can a cheese, keep, like on a candle warmer or something like that. As long as it doesn't like you know coagulate or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I don't know how it would. I you really have to test kitchen that out a yeah. little bit. Anyway, so it was just a kind of a classic margarita pizza. I did put on that margarita. I did put um, uh, Gomez bacon salt. Oh, I don't know if you ever had bacon salt before, but put it on. That for a little umami flavor. And then um, Bridget Haran, peace be upon her. Uh, she did a... She's alive. She did, <laughs> Very much so. She did a wonderful um, uh, fruit, dessert dessert fruit pizza. So good. And, um, man, she was just telling me. I, I, I make sure I say this right. Bridget asked me to say stuff sometimes. And if I if, if it's not written down, I always butcher it. So... Bridget is actually doing something um, for the weekly baking challenge for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, and her contribution will help continue the St. Jude mission, Finding Cures, Saving Children. This means during the month of December, she'll be baking something new each week and posting about it. And to sweeten the deal, uh, she will be giving the weekly bakes away in a raffle made up of those who have donated. Um, thank you so much for your uh, advance uh, uh, support in advance. Um, so check out Bakes by Bridge. She's so I guess that's the, her um, sweet treat for this for this week is the one that she did for yes. for the podcast. Real good, and um, that's really cool. That's really helping cool. Out She's helping the out children. helping out the children, raising money. Zach, have you? When was the last time you did something charitable for children? <laughs> oh, I mean. I don't. I don't think ever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think ever. I always get mad when they ask me to round up. Uh, you know, like I was like, "Do you want to round up for blah blah?" And I'm like, I guess I have to, right? <laughs> like, you don't just hit them with the no. <laughs> no, that's my twenty-one cents. No, no, rounding up doesn't bother me. It's, um, do you want to donate like an additional 
dollar. Oh, rounding up sketchy though to me too, because yeah. that's like fractions of pennies. Like where they can go. Well, if enough people do this at the CVS self checkout, like that's probably some back end dollars to the to the company. Yeah, tax write off. Uh, uh, yeah. It's shady, man. I don't like to be, you know what? I would just prefer to make my own charitable donations. I don't want to be guilt tripped into making one, you yeah. know, in a, in a split decision too, when you're just trying to get out of the store, you know, yeah. like, I'm trying yeah, to trying yeah. to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then I did make a, uh, a surprise pizza that no one ate. <laughs> well, everybody was so full. Like by the time we like in my head, I was thinking, I was like, okay, like if I'm at a party, I'm like, okay, I have a bite of flatbread. That's good. It gets me going. And then, and then the wings, I was like, no one's gonna go crazy on wings. You're gonna eat. I, I did though. Yeah, you went crazy on wings. A little were bit. Too good. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I I just I thought it was like six courses that but it was what, like nine, I wings guess. Wings were like, five of those courses. <laughs> you, well, I mean I I had two of the fig pieces and then mm. two of the buff or no, two of the non denominational wings and three buffalo wings. Oh yeah. So uh, and then I thought I was like we were more than halfway you done. You're done, yeah. But no, there was more that came out. Oh my god, I'm so. And then the margarita pizza came out, and you're thinking, surely that's. The last I knew that there was going to be. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I just margarita. That was. You're, and there was still the French onion soup. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your face Did gets finished with the French onion soup. I didn't mean to. <laughs> well, we, we we finished with Bridget's, so which so, was very good. So which, yeah. after the French onion soup barely got touched, that I was like. Oh, they're really slowing down, and I didn't. Oh, they're going to hate the seventh pizza. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I, what I didn't want to do was force feed everyone that was obviously already full, and then put Bridget in the shitty position of being like, "And now here's Bridget's thing that nobody wants." You know? Oh, wow! That's very gracious of you. That yeah. is. That's. We, I think everything would have been fine. We would have needed seven more people though to comfortably yeah, eat that, or you know? an interlude. You know, you know like yeah. sometimes an interlude and like you a get, dance break. Yeah. You get you get hungry later and you go back, which we never really instituted. But that that could be a thing, especially if the guest is doing both. Be like, hey, we made this, but this will be like a snack for later, like a like an in between snack. I don't know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, did you? It, I mean, that was a little bit more than just like uh, it wasn't like a child's pizza party. No, no, the friend, the French onion was. Uh, <laughs> I, I apologize. Think, I, K, K, Casey put it pretty well too. It was kind of like a bread bowl, but it was like a like a like a bread pan of the yeah. soup. But you got every like little bit of like the flavor and everything. Got the but, that cheese though. It was. I mean, it could have the stuff of art. I the would stuff, say the stuff of art. Yeah, I just heard Jim good. Gaffigan's bits in like the background, the Red Bull, mm-hmm. and just like everything. I would have liked to try the seafood pizza, but I also would like to uh, stand well at work yeah. today. I suppose I'm we not going to be walking well. Yeah, we didn't even see the seafood pizza. I heard about it. I mean, he talked about it last night. But well, Jake Johnson gets what we're going to be sending you home with hey! a piece of seafood pizza. Hey! Hey, look at your chair. Look at oh, your chair. What? Oh, you get gross. a seafood pizza. You Ew. get a seafood pizza. Hey. Oh, this is gross. Uh, <laughs> can you drop a beat for me there, Zank? Love you, Jake. Oh, thank you. Tell love, you love you guys. Thank we you for always me. love you. Um, thank you so much for being you, on the program today. Where can people find you and follow oh, you on yeah. social media? Uh, I'm on Yake uh, 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 Janssen on Instagram. Uh, you can find me behind the bar at Bodie on Sundays and Mondays and and who knows when. Uh, I will be at, I mean, this won't air. I mean, we'll air tomorrow. It's, no, it's a week delayed. Okay, well, you, I'll see you at Repeal Day. I'll hey. see Bridget at Repeal Day. We'll talk about it afterwards. And then uh, also... Uh, yeah, new menu at Bodie drops after this airs or before this airs. Yeah. So come check me out at Bodie. Come check out the new cocktail menu. And then uh, in, ja- in January, Parks Pavement, mm-hmm. uh, the zero proof uh, movement in Indianapolis. These yeah. these guys, uh, good friends so of all of us. Uh, they're going to have a competition at the Loom Exhibit at Newfields. What? January 26th. Uh, more to be announced. Follow Parks Pavement for more. Uh, more of that news and follow Bodie for more of our 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 great menu. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you, brother. Uh, Zach Rome. Yeah, I just like to plug me and uh, Thad's designer faux crack crack with a Q U E faux crack geek. Yeah, crack geek. Actually, I like that. Yeah. Uh, at Instagram crack geek. 
Yep, it's to get you by, not to get you high. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Man, this is coming that together. Was, that works too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think you're going to go to me, so I don't want to interrupt, so you can say that. That is Jay. Hey! <laughs> The main that. attraction, Daddy and Shay McGee. Um, I, I actually wanted to ask a question. You said it wrapped up for my plug. I want to ask a question. <laughs> Turn this plug into a question. Um, did you win the actual? I did not. Uh, thanks no. for bringing that up, Daddy. <laughs> son of a bitch. I thought I buried that, but uh, no, I lost. But I was in the top three. Um, how many people were mocked? Originally, it was uh, twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, at the very beginning, and then there was three rounds, and I was in the top three. So this is for the mocktail competition, and you got third place. For, Stop for, saying it. <laughs> oh, mocktail. I just didn't get first, and yes, in that in my mind, that's last place. So yeah. But All right. Can I ask who got first? Brendan McAvoy, who oh, is nice. yeah uh, from Chalet. How do we get him? It would have been a way better episode. <laughs> who, who canceled this week? Pizza party? Hey, can you do this? On a, on a... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, you can find me at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Guys, we have an amazing uh, Patreon episode coming up. Uh, Patreon is only $3 for the price of a cup of coffee. Yeah. At Starbucks. Uh, you can su- support your support your homies on the Heart of Brunch podcast, and also you get access to the After Brunch Library. Zach, let me tell you what. Dad and I have been talking about the After Brunch Library. I don't think people understand yeah. how many episodes you get when you support the Patreon. We went back. And listen to the first episode that's on Patreon. And uh, within the first five minutes, I say something I actually canceled for. <laughs> like, I just start off. Yeah, no, it's like the cancellation collection. Yeah. Like, if you're looking this holiday season to get some of your friends canceled, then yeah. it's, you know. Well, it was, it, was, it was also a thing of just me going like, uh, oh, there was a debate between the three. It was me, you, and Chris King, and we're debating on if this if the first episode was actually going to make it to Patreon, because at the time we didn't have one yet. Oh, so it was just, we were just recording it. We were just well, we were kind of arguing. Like Chris was like, "Is this even really a Patreon episode?" And my thing was like, "Well, yeah, if you're listening to this, it's a Patreon episode. The only way you can actually hear it. Uh, it's great. But again, only three dollars. Patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. Uh, and the main thing is you're you're supporting the show. You're supporting um, black people." Black people and uh, whatever Zach Something. is. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I feel like, especially like, uh, like Casey Campbell has been helping us. A lot. He's off mic, but Casey Campbell's been helping us a lot. And uh, I think the three of us, and then Zach's in the middle, and it's like you don't know, you don't know. You'd be like, if you were like, this is a black podcast, you'd go, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I think we should change it every episode. We should have like a percentage or something, <laughs> so that you know, like how black how the episode is? is. That is great. Um, I absolutely love that. <laughs> and you haven't taken a twenty-three of me yet, so we don't know your percentage. I think that should be the next thing we do on the show. Oh, yeah. uh, we all we all test our races. Yeah, yeah, test okay. that race. Test, test that race. That race. <laughs> see see what kitchen we belong in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>